Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, I haven't seen all the episodes yet, but two episodes in of Top Chef on Bravo Channel and Shoto Nakajima is advanced two times. In fact, he's finished top four in the first episode and he won the partner contest in the second episode. Monica, what do you think so far? I think it's kind of fun. I, I've never really watched a lot of Top Chef, but definitely I'm watching now because we know showed up. It's pretty entertaining. And as far as I understand, there are a couple of big changes in the show in, type, in terms of how they're judging. I think the dishes he's presenting are really nice. And I think there's a really wide variation of different types of cuisines and styles. So just to be honest, and I want to tell everybody, I, <laughs> I watched the trailers when, when the trailers came out for Top <laughs> Chef. And I barely saw Shoda. And I don't I don't think I even saw Shoda in the trailers. Like, oh, he's I I knew he was in Top Chef, but they didn't show any pictures or any like videos of him. <laughs> and so I texted Monica and I'm going like, I'm a little worried. I hope Shoda didn't get eliminated in the first episode or two ep- or early on. Cause I was really worried because I didn't see any of them. Because normally they feature guys on the show and maybe because Shoda's so even keeled that he doesn't have this like panic attack like a lot of people do on reality TV shows, and they're like, and he's not really made for tv in terms of like oh my god everything's a firestorm around him maybe he's just so even keeled so they don't show anything it's just kind of he just does his job but i was really worried i told monica like i i hope he didn't get eliminated in the first episode (laughs) i'll use uh what is it iron chef america and when they put morimoto on there and he's making these elaborate and unique and creative dishes like fish ice cream americans just didn't buy in and they vote the stupid bobby flay in to beat morimoto which is obviously rigged because bobby flay can never beat morimoto but so i was just worried that people like padma lakshmi wouldn't like shoda's type of food Mm -hmm. because it's japanese inspired and it's not sometimes maybe it's not Americanized in mm-hmm. air quotes, and people would poo poo that. And I was worried about that. But obviously, he's done really well, finished top four in, in the first episode, and then he won the second episode. Yeah. For you listeners, Nelson and I often have random late night text threads, and this was definitely <laughs> one of them. He was concerned. And I'm just like, oh, I yeah. don't know. I saw, because I did, I saw the promo, and the promo was only like, I don't know, three or four minutes or something. And, and they did introduce him. And I hadn't really given it much thought because, you know, I know how it works in terms of these being filmed and it was a while ago and to keep a secret. I'm just like, oh, I don't know, you know, whatever it is. I mean, I'm sure it'd be great because the ingredients in the Northwest and just thinking about like Shoda's cooking style. And I think definitely in the first challenge, especially he, he was lucky and that was like a team effort, the first one, but some of the ingredients that he definitely knows how to work with. It's, it's been great watching him. And, you know, I mm-hmm. haven't seen him in over a year since yeah. Taku opened obviously <laughs> remember we went when it opened we went like two or three times and then they shut down and then we just ha- i haven't seen them but taku is opening up again i think he has a pop-up and then also an auction dinner as well coming up in the next two weeks or less yeah. than two weeks from now i was just a little bit worried because he doesn't seem like the guy that's like running back and forth and like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god it just doesn't <laughs> freak out so i was just i was just really scared i was like please don't eliminate him but I, he's doing great is so cute is the other contestants really enjoy his laugh 
yeah. <laughs> and so his laugh is very distinctive and people seem to really love that people seem it's to really so love infectious that. with his smile i yeah. love it when when i'm there and he says hi and i'm just like oh my gosh it's like i know you guys when shoda says hi to nelson nelson's eyes light up like a flame he's so funny too funny <laughs> Uh, I don't. What can I say? Like we both love anime. I can't. Like oh my god. I cannot like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode one thirty five of the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Hi, Monica. How's it going tonight? Hi, pretty good. I'm pretty grumpy because somebody woke me up from my nap. You, not you, Nelson, but yeah. Hashtag pretty... not a couple. I did not wake her up from the nap. <laughs> so pretty grumpy, but I'm I'm busting out of it because you're good company. So how's your oh, day going? You. Oh, it went well. I met up with Annie Eats Food and Bam Bam Lamb Chops mm-hmm. and Emerald Seed Eater for the second time this week. They met up three times. I, I had a golf excuse for the second time that they met up, but my goodness. Apparently, we can't stop seeing each other. Anyway, <laughs> let's leave it at that. I might talk a little about that later on. We do have a recap. We got a wonderful tea party set that we want to talk about, and we'll start that off, shall we? Sure. So, Monica, I low-key love tea parties because... Finger sandwiches, scones, and cookies are the best. It just reminds me of the Epris tea when you go to Victoria. <laughs> I think that was the first time I ever had high tea or royal tea or whatever they call it. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland tea. I don't know. what What's the proper name for, for it? Is it high tea? High tea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I keep telling you, I've never been to. I stay, I've stayed at the hotel, but I've never, oh gosh, I can't, I can't. I've never had tea there. <laughs> I've never stayed there, but I've had Empress tea, I think two or three times. Yeah. And I'm always in love with these finger sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I know they're really easy to, not really easy to make. I mean, I think it's just the cream cheese on, say, on <laughs> white bread. That's just gets to me all the time. <laughs> Anyway, I could just eat cucumber and cream cheese sandwiches the entire day. Lola's Traveling Tea Party sent us a sneak preview of their Mother's Day for Two experience in a box. This set, Monica, comes with everything, including an assemble your own self tower. I've never had this before. I love the three plated stacks. It's it's fun and it's so easy to screw in. It's, it's way easier than something assembling at Ikea, I tell you. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. And <laughs> <laughs> I can see this this tray in your future, Nelson. I have a feeling everything that you shoot at home now is going to be on this tiered tray. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know I washed it and kept it. I it's know. so cool. <laughs> the Mother's Day tea set comes with apple and brie finger sandwiches, longanisa pillows, petite quiches, Irish buttermilk and, Uber, <laughs> and ube scones, pandan shortbread cookies. Petite Earl Grey cupcakes with vanilla bean buttercream and so much more. There's there's a lot. There's a lot going on in there. Monica, what do you like about it? I definitely am with you with finger sandwiches. I like them because they don't have any crust and the bread is so soft. So that's one of my favorite things as well. Um, I love scones. And so that's one of my favorites. And the cupcakes. For folks who don't know, Lola's Traveling Tea Party is a sister company to Cake Goods. And I was going back and looking, and I think the first time I tried cake goods was like maybe, I don't know, five years ago, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. But their little cupcakes remind me of that, the the Earl Grey cupcakes that came with our kit. I just remember really loving those because they're minis. And there's something cuter about eating baked goods when they're minis. Not that there's anything wrong with like a huge cupcake, but minis are so much more fun. Pandan shortbread cookie. That was my favorite. favorite. I love shortbread. Why does shortbread have to be so small always? Because it's called short. Yeah. Yeah. Can we be, can we make it tall <laughs> bread? Can someone bread. make it 
tall breads or big breads, <laughs> tall long breads. breads? I don't know. Tall <laughs> breads. Can I get a cookie size shortbread? Can, can, can I get like a big, huge chocolate size shortbread the size of, I don't know, a, a regular giant cookie? I don't know. That, can someone make that for me? Yeah. I'll make you a pan size shortbread. Pan. <laughs> If you guys liked what you saw in our stories, pre-orders for the Mother's Day set for two starts next weekend. They also have a pop-up the following weekend at World Distant Coffee too as well. They'll be selling the sweet and savories at the pop-up so you can get those there too as well. Sounds yummy. And Mother's Day is coming up. And I'm a Mother's mom. Day is coming up. <laughs> so if you haven't bought anything yet, actually you still have time. Don't you still have time? Yeah. 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 You don't even know where Mother's Day is. <laughs> Mother's Day is not, is May 9th, right? I believe it's May 9th. No, it's not May 9th. When is Mother's Day? I'm looking at the calendar right now. Yes, May 9th. Why are you guys, why are you making fun of me? Just, I don't know. Just making you nervous. <laughs> I was born on Mother's Day. Wrong, not May 9th, but different Mother's Day. Different Mother's yes. Day, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You still got time to buy a bowling ball. Just let everybody know. <laughs> oh, Nelson, I already have your birthday presents. So I just need to get them to you. So maybe I'll Aww. give them to you this week just to, so you can have them early and then unwrap them on your birthday. <laughs> Since you live so far away across the yes. mountains. Eastern Washington. <laughs> All right, Monica, let's go ahead and start with what we're eating today, mm-hmm. with what we're eating this week. Okay. I'm a huge superheroes fan, so I love the Flash, Monica. And you know what else I like? Flash sales. <laughs> <laughs> you like that transition there? Yeah. Oh, Poke normally doesn't open on Mondays, but they sometimes have flash sales. And I was somewhere near the vicinity, quotes, vicinity. So I stopped by and picked up some spicy oyster sauce ahi, some salmon poke, two containers of mac salad. Actually, he, I got one container and Stephen Ono just threw in a mac salad because... I'm so cool like that. And that kimchi cucumber. I'm so happy eating Ono Poke for two straight days, Monica. And I got (laughs) deals. I got so many deals. It's deals in Ono Poke. What can go wrong? What can go wrong? Yeah. I don't know. Andy and I saw you going there. Just like, oh, he's just jealous because we went there this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I saw Steven and he goes like, where were you with Annie and Monica? I'm like, um, that was a invite me. They said girls day. (laughs) Why didn't you come out? I'm like, I was, I did not get an invite. (laughs) I was okay with that. (laughs) So I had to stop by on Monday. (laughs) The next day I went out to Pioneer Square. Everyone knows I'm a fan of Halal Guys. For a limited time, you all, they have plant-based options. I got a meatless gyro platter and sandwich and their eggplant hummus with pita chips. The meatless gyro is made with pea protein, brown rice, coconut oil, beets, mushrooms, and paprika. Note, and and actually the cashier even told me that the white sauce and hot sauce are not vegan friendly. So Mm. you can't put the white sauce all over the meatless gyro platter if you are vegan. Well, kind of a bummer. Monica, I am always surprised about meatless things because some meatless, <laughs> whenever I taste meatless, like Impossible Burgers, I'm always surprised by it that it actually kind of tastes like meat. And this meatless gyro, it's not like Diet Coke where you can taste the difference, right? <laughs> so I ate the meatless gyro sandwich right away and I was like, okay. If I didn't know that it was the meatless gyro, I wouldn't have known that it was plant-based protein. Yeah, I know. We, um, I don't know. We, we try a lot of meatless things and I think that you're right. It's the technology is a lot different nowadays. And then, so we enjoy Mm -hmm. it. And then the next day we go back to eating meat. (laughs) 
But for me, let's we do, but it's, it's always good to have a couple of days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nice good. alternative. I also really like the eggplant hummus. Mm-hmm. Had a nice, really tex- good texture to it. And with the pita chips, I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think that the type of meat that's used for halal guys, I think that actually works a lot better than some other things. Like, I think it's a lot harder to make a meatless burger, like a hamburger, mm-hmm. sort of mimic meat. But I think the way that halal guys use is probably, probably a lot more conducive. So I'm going to check it out. I saw a couple of you went down there to check it out. So yeah. I've been meaning to visit the Salt Lake Union one. You should go. For a limited time. So. Had dinner with Annie Eats Food, Bam Bam Lamb Chops, and Emerald City Eater in the middle of the week. We went to Cafe Ori in Bellevue for some Chinese comfort food. We got the Portuguese chicken rice, beef chow fun, fried rice, and a half a crispy fried chicken. Go support your local Asian restaurants. It's hard to see. <laughs> it's not really that busy on the weekday. So mm-hmm. make sure you guys go out and visit your favorite Chinese or Asian restaurant or whatever you like to get. In addition to that, end of the day, I'll just mention that we went to Pho Bok as well as Lan Hui and TPT. And we also, <laughs> and he got the giant poke nachos yeah, why? from Mangosteen. Who does that? <laughs> It's so big. Because we're next door. It's yeah. so large. Yeah, that's why we only yeah. got the half order last time. <laughs> that's what, Monica, it's only $7 more for the large order. It's only $7. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well get the large. <laughs> oh, I don't know how much it costs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much it costs. <laughs> only $7 more. <laughs> I was really impressed, too, because the wonton chips at the mm-hmm. bottom, they stay really crispy at yeah. the end, even though there's so much poke on top. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like four pounds of poke, but it's not really four pounds, but it feels like it, it might a be mountain. It might be. I don't know. Pounds. They should rename it over some mountain, like Mount Fuji. Nah, probably not Mount Fuji. What's a Hawaiian mountain? I don't know. Is there is a, is there a mountain in Hawaii? Yeah, Mauna Kea. Mauna Kea? Yeah. Okay. It's like yeah. a really tall mountain with snow okay. on it and many observatories. <laughs> <laughs> kind of famous it's kind of a thing (laughs) that might be hard to brand for the poke nachos but Uh. anyway we'll call it kilimanjaro nachos i don't know we'll figure something out it should be a mountain because it was piled high should be a hawaiian mountain i will not allow appropriation of this concept nelson okay (laughs) it will not be kilimanjaro or rainier (laughs) it's hawaiian poke okay no (laughs) sorry okay okay Finally, post-golf meals, we had dinner at Dozone on Tuesday. Thank God my friends don't want, want to say, like, let's just go to Red Robin or Cheesecake Factory. They actually <laughs> like food. Thank God my golf friends <laughs> love food. We had dinner at Dozone on Tuesday. We got some XLB, spicy beef pancake rolls, pan-fried chive dumplings, and Q-bows. If there's something you have to eat right away at a restaurant versus getting for takeout, Monica, it's got to be XLBs. Yeah. So if you want motivation to go out during phase three, go get XLBs. Mm -hmm. It's way better because it's not congealed after you get home. Even if it's like a five minute or six minute car ride back home, Mm -hmm. it's already congealed. Mm -hmm. XLBs, you got to eat them right away. I I knew that, but it just kind of reinforced my my thinking when as soon as I had that dozone. I think I'm going to start buying them frozen because a bunch of restaurants actually sell XLBs frozen now and mm-hmm. I have a steamer. So I'm just thinking I'm going to start stocking up on them because, you yeah. know, I'm leaving the house less and less. It's like it's like quarantine round four for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to start doing that. Finally, on Friday, we went out to third place in Redmond for some Korean food and fried chicken at the third place. Mm. Half and half fried and yang yum chicken. And it was cold that day. So for some reason, we all ordered seafood tofu soup. 
Y'all ordered the same thing? <laughs> I think so. I think one of us got pork, but okay. sir, all three of us maybe got seafood. I can't remember, but... Wait, you ate tofu outside the house? Yes. Mm. I was craving tofu. It's... Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I'm also craving tofu, but I don't eat it at home. I didn't get burritos, so <laughs> yeah. you can't... No burritos so I have to get tofu. <laughs> Nelson's on a burrito strike because of me. <laughs> and that's what I ate this week. Hmm. Oh, that's a lot. Sounds yummy. Uh, you know, I still haven't been to third place. I keep hearing good things about the chicken. I just haven't made it out there. Because every time I go out there, I end up eating pizza at Spark. Monica, it's an ordeal for you to get out to the east side. So I'm just <laughs> not really going. I'm just going to say, okay. I know. Like, good, good for you. <laughs> It's an ordeal now for me to go downtown now that I don't work there anymore. Now that I just work from home. Just like downtown. Uh, it's like uh, Cole being a teenager. Like whenever there's something I don't want to do. Uh, <laughs> it's totally accurate. Okay. Okay. What'd you eat this week, Monica? Oh, Nelson. For me, weekends are always better with beer. The good people at Tavor sent me a care package with a curated selection of brews. So they take my favorites and match me with beer from around the U.S., including local faves like Great Notion. See, I still haven't even been to the, the new Great Notion. Anyway, so Nelson, we are going into sour smoothie go season <laughs> and things are looking fruity over here. So I know that gets you in the mood for beer. I love lighter beer during warm months at just refreshing. And I really like German Pilsner. So they gave me a really nice selection. It was actually much more varied than the first time they sent it to me. So looking forward to drinking, oh, I don't know, 16 or so beers, you know, just a few. <laughs> okay. You said sour smoothie ghost. Yeah. Let's talk about the middle word. We smoothies? have beer smoothies. Yeah. Beer smoothies? What, what? Yeah. You didn't know that? Are you talking about beer slushies or what? No, what is this? They're, they're beer, smoothies. beer smoothies. I will give you one. Okay. Yeah. Your birthday. I'm confused up. by this. A, smooth, <laughs> a smoothie beer. So they usually add lactose to it and make it a little bit creamy. And, you know, it's a little fruity. So it's kind of like reminiscent of a smoothie. Uh, okay. I, <laughs> I have no idea. Heard of Never yeah. heard of it before. Yeah. I thought I was. I thought you were talking about beer slushies. I, no, maybe just something yeah. else. Okay. It's something different. Definitely got to try it. Fruity pads. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's 2021. I mean, breweries are making their own seltzers. So I, whatever goes, I guess. Yeah. All rules are off. We're just looking for new ways to, to get some alcohol in us, Nelson. Yes. So support the movement. <laughs> Shop local. Uh, <laughs> so uh, check out Tavor. Tavor is a local company based in Tukwila. So that's always really important to companies that uh, I support. Nelson, you've been to Rubenstein so many times and I've only ordered or gotten them other ways, but I actually went to their location. Um, so it was my first time at their location. And I kind of had like these Tanaka-san flashbacks because, you know, I haven't been in that space in a really long time. I ordered the Cacio y Pepe and garlic bagels and they were delicious you know i just don't want to share it with my family i've just decided that when i get bagels like i'm just not going to tell anybody <laughs> and like i'm going to eat them when they're sleeping or something because a really good <laughs> bagel infused infused with flavor that's all you need like i don't need a bagel sandwich i just like that bagel like the bagel is the star of the show no sharing no more sharing i'm done i have this image in my head that you're under the covers eating right? your everything bagel <laughs> and then <laughs> Whoever's fixing the bed is like, why are there 
poppy seeds and yeah. seeds all over <laughs> all the mattress. The What's going on in here? There's just seeds in all the beds. <laughs> That's what you find in my bed, poppy seeds. <laughs> just in, in sesame seeds. That's what you find in my bed. <laughs> Secretly set your phone on vibrate at like 1.30 in the morning. It's like, oh, right? I'm going to wake up, start eating my everything bagel. <laughs> right. I don't know why it's, it's like Wake up at like four o'clock. Okay, everybody's sleeping. Sneak to the bathroom, turn on the light, but actually just go to the kitchen. Leave the light on, just go to the kitchen. <laughs> Start eating stuff. I know. I just, you know, I want to share it with my family. It's just like sometimes I just don't want to, but you know, oh well. So next time I'm going to either buy a whole bunch more bagels or just not tell them. So that's what I'm going to do. Fair enough. So Nelson, on Monday, Annie and I, while we were watching you go to uh, Onopoke, we actually headed to Local Tide in Fremont, where Jamil's Big Easy was popping up. I've always been in love with Jamil's Jambalaya, and paired with catfish or fried chicken, just forget about it. It's really good. We also tried the crab-stuffed artichokes, and I don't like artichokes, and I would not have You don't like artichokes? Really? No. No. Gross. No. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I would not have ordered this, but Jamil brought some over for us to try, and it was incredible. Um, Jamil cooks so good, he makes me want to eat food that I don't like. That's how good it is. So you can catch Jamil serving out of his West Seattle window on Delaware's Way to hit him up or hit him up for catering. He does catering still, even though you know, there's no truck. I like artichokes when they're peeled off and they put them in like a, I don't know, antipasto salad or mm-hmm. even like on pizza. Mm-hmm. But when they serve a whole artichoke, mm-hmm. I don't know how to eat it. I don't know how to eat <laughs> a, a proper artichoke. Right. When they serve the entire artichoke, do you just right. peel it? Is you just peel it and eat it like that? So what he did was he peeled portions of it and then he stuffed those petals with crab and then deep yeah. fried it. Defried okay. It. Yeah, that's how yeah. that's how I would eat it. I'm afraid yeah. of like eating a whole artichoke because aren't there parts that can kill you? <laughs> no, it's not like a Japanese poisonous fish, Monica. Not like a blowfish. Okay. No, it's not like that. Okay. I I've never seen anybody. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I'll watch Law and Order, and if there's like a death by artichoke, maybe maybe it's like a real life thing. But I've never oh. seen I've never seen an SVU episode where someone died of an artichoke. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Chris Maloney again. I hear there's another show coming up. Oh. <laughs> I, I heard it's a new one. Is it what is it? Organized crime or something? Like I don't that? know. Nobody don't cares know. what it's called. Nobody watches. Everybody knows why we're watching. <laughs> Mariska Hajite. I watch it for Mariska Hajite. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's the she's the glue. She's the glue to that show. Sure. I've never sure. seen I've never seen an episode of Law and Order ever in my life. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. All right. So, Nelson, I wish I were. This is amazing, by the way. This (laughs) next thing. I saw this. I was like, holy crap. I had no idea you had this artistic skills. (laughs) No, no, no. So, Nelson, after I joined the Nakano Knives Fruit Cutting Challenge, I had so many regrets. I was anxious. I was nervous about putting forth a sculpture. And I practiced for a week on basically every fruit in the house. There was like tons of fruit in the house. And I'm like, Whatever it was, I was cutting it or digging at it or poking it. And my final entry was a Hawaiian turtle or honu. And and it ended up being pretty fun, but I, I have a lot to learn about different techniques, about like what kinds of tools make what kind of shapes. And so, yeah, I entered as kind of fun. And, you know, maybe I get to win some prizes, maybe not, but it's still a lot of fun. It's amazing, Monica. I was, it was way better than I had expected. <laughs> oh, I mean, it is. Good. 
I mean, your knife skills, I don't know, whatever, whatever it was. And it's, it's not like something you tr- can trace, right? It's no, not like something you can, that's I was just, I was very impressed. I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't ever want to enter a knives challenge because right? you don't want to see what it's going to be one of those like memes is like nailed it, you know, I know. <laughs> I know. And then I'm just like, well, maybe I'll just go with it. Maybe I'll just do one of those and go with it and laugh it off. And I'm all, no, right. you know, let me, let me really try, you know, sit down and try. So the turtle show actually took a couple hours, but I just sat there and I watched the witcher. And so there I was on my couch with a cutting board and like, cause the hexagons, oh. it takes a while to make them symmetrical. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I sat there for about two hours and did the shell. <laughs> so. I would have just hired like, one of my friends who's an artist is like, can you make yeah. something for me? <laughs> I thought that. about that too. I thought about doing a Nelson <laughs> and getting one of my friends to do it. But um, I decided I wanted to try something different outside of my comfort zone. So I'm really glad I did. I don't know what's going to happen, but I still feel like I accomplished something. So kind of fun. Nice. Great. Cool. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, hey, sun's out, buns out. <laughs> it's that time of year, Nelson, where Seattleites are grateful for the sun and warmer weather. Tanuki Izakaya has gorgeous and delicious Sakura Springs series. Nelson, it's been so long since I've had a beautiful selection of seafood, and the details on these is just impeccable. It's got cherry blossoms and it's got fresh ikura and pickled veggies and these colors and textures and flavors and all these little details. My favorites were the scallops, salmon and unagi some of my favorites i mean there's tons of it and what's great is these come packaged really well for a picnic so i highly recommend these they're beautifully packaged Mm -hmm. by the way i was just i don't know why i I think it's because seattle restaurant week i'm seeing a lot of these beautiful bento boxes and just Mm -hmm. different types of seafood that just i don't know is it just me or i feel like seattle is just upping their presentation game in terms of those yeah it's it's also just spring i think we're all just coming out of winter headed strong into phase three it's getting you know sunny out 70 degrees maybe next week so i think it's just um that spring of life you know the change of seasons so you're right lots of people are having beautiful things yeah i don't know i just i'm just seeing so many beautiful pictures out on the gram on the gram so here's a place cafe norder was a place where you could enjoy dinner theater in the past and the pandemic caused them to reimagine entertainment so nelson you and i have seen tons of people shift into different things during the pandemic and so what you can do with Cafe Nordo is you can order an experience and it includes cocktails or mocktails. You don't drink cocktails and dessert. And you can cozy up on a couch and let the fun begin with their newest series called Do Not Disturb. This was available locally, but now it can be shipped nationwide. So this can, you know, you can send it as a gift to someone. Um, you can be in any state and they can send it to you. I don't know about you, Nelson, but I'm still looking for safe ways to have fun. And this is definitely one of them because I'm still not going out a lot. So it's, it's a way to do something at home. All right. I love it when friends of the podcast collab together. So for weeks now, Nutty Squirrel Gelato and Sweet Nothings and More um, have been collabing in both Magnolia and Finney Ridge on Saturdays and Sundays. So this morning, I got up so early. I got up so early (laughs) to be there at 9 a.m. to grab a Boston cream croissant. But I have to be honest, I grabbed a total of four croissants (laughs) and two cookies, but I'm totally sharing with my family. 
I promise this time. And while I was there, I grabbed a pint of chocolate fondante to go. And Tolga from Nutty Squirrel Gelato is truly a gelato master. And he will forever steal my heart with his creations. I didn't get to see him today because he's usually at Magnolia. But I really do miss him. So shout out to you, Tolga. And sweet nothings and more. Hey, pastry, gelato, coffee, and a bunch of locally made goods. You can support tons of local businesses. Just one stop. Four croissants. I would have ate all of them myself. <laughs> I know, but you know, they're big, you know, so sweet nothings anymore makes big croissants. They're like the size of your face. Hmm. So I would feel bad if I did. I'd still eat the four. (laughs) (laughs) Secret eating. All right, Monica. Great. Good eats. We have an interview this week. Why don't you tell us about our guests? Yes, our interview today. I've been enjoying Sticky Treats and Sweets since their first day on the street at Salt Lake Union Saturday Market. Co-owners Tanner Gitmonkungung and Aaron Wilbur, like many others during the pandemic, have pivoted a bit. Here's our interview with Tanner. Welcome to the show, Tanner. It's really great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So excited. Why don't you start by telling our listeners about Sticky Treats and Sweets? So sticky treats and sweets. We like to call ourselves as Thai traditional sticky rice dessert with a Western twist. Much like what people think of sticky rice and mango at like a Thai restaurant. However, we focus mainly on the coconut sweetened rice component of the Mm -hmm. dessert. And with that concept, we have done a variety of flavors of rice and a variety of toppings. Mm -hmm. And so our flagship product is our freshly cooked sweetened sticky rice with a scoop of ice cream topped with our famous crunchy crumble and also our uh, coconut caramel sauce Mm. and if that didn't do it for you we have done all sorts of different toppings including caramelized taro pumpkin bourbon pecan grilled pineapple with rum and a whole lot of other flavors and toppings basically our goal is to come up with some flavors that have never really been done before mm-hmm. that's one of the main reasons why we always want to avoid doing mango altogether yeah <laughs> i do love mango so i'm not going to hate on mango but i get you like in terms of what's offered in seattle first of all seattle has a lot of thai businesses let's just put yes. that out there and uh, mango is one of my favorite fruits and i definitely love uh, sticky rice with it but you're right like there's not a lot of people putting out a lot of innovative flavors and that's what I love and I can't really remember if I stopped by to see you your first time at the market or if it was uh-huh. the second week in the market it's hard for me to remember um, but it's pretty early on that I that I came and visited I think it was the first day <laughs> and I know we were all panicking behind the booth because we didn't really know what we were doing. We were, we were putting out our best product, yeah. but it's the, the first day was always, it was, it was tough. It was tough for mm-hmm. us. And to go back to your point about mango sticky rice and whatnot, if you want mango sticky rice, more than likely you can go to your, your local Thai restaurant yes. and you can eat those. And I'm not wanting to step on their <laughs> yeah, because that's their business. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, that day that you're at Salt Lake Union Market, it was a different kind of year because there were a lot of new startups that year. It, it was mm-hmm. pretty rare because the market had already been going for four years or maybe five. I can't, it, uh-huh. COVID. I have COVID brain, so I can't remember exactly. <laughs> four or five years. But that year, there were probably six to eight new businesses, which was a rare find at, at Salt Lake Union. So there's a bunch of you that came in that class um, uh-huh. that are still kicking butt and taking names. So you, you're still out there doing it. Tanner. Yeah, yeah. I I recall Momocha. I think was one yeah. of the one of the ones, and they're still cheese balls. Very, very cheese balls. <laughs> cheese balls. <laughs> sorry, sorry, non street food people. You don't know what we're talking about. That means you need to go visit markets more. <laughs> Amazing. And we were all 
next to them right. and so we became really really good friends so that was fun mm -hmm. and another place that i remember was tulu yep tulu, tulu tacos yep. Mm -hmm. i mean that those are the the two that you know my mind right goes your mind yeah because it kind of depends on where you were in the market and you're right it's so overwhelming on your first day and like you're just like we're doing this and we're you know and you're in the middle like did i bring enough did i bring too much like how much food waste is it are people even going to come and buy stuff like this is weird actually tijuana tacos was there that day Tijuana so that tacos. Oh, <laughs> right mangosteen was there for the first day mm -hmm. there was a lot and the reason why i know is because actually a lot of businesses had reached out to me before the market even opened to, to have uh, me stop by and, yeah. and so like i always have to choose like i I can only eat so much, folks. It's just, <laughs> I, I know it seems like a never ending buffet, but like it, it's, there's only so much that's humanly possible. Yeah. I remember you walking in. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I knew who you were, <laughs> but you look really curious. That, that was, <laughs> that was the, the reaction that I got. Mm -hmm. And me as a business owner, right. you know, that first time, first day in business, I was just like, oh man, I hope she likes this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, I remember I was actually standing within your site. I normally don't stand in the sight line of the people that I buy the food from the first time. But uh -huh. I remember I actually just stepped sort of across the street a little bit and over so you could still see me uh -huh. when I was eating the food. So <laughs> that must be very weird. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. So during normal non-COVID times, you and uh, your co-owner, Aaron, let's talk about uh -huh. Aaron, are out there in the markets. Actually, it's a family business, right? So it's not just you and Aaron. I mean, no. so you were out in the street streets and things were going pretty well don't you think yeah for sure yeah i thought yeah. so <laughs> that was i mean it was fun it was always me aaron mm -hmm. my girlfriend mm -hmm. um and my mother and my mm -hmm. stepfather so mm -hmm. we were hustling behind our booth and that totally. was, it was the most fun totally it was the most fun and the highlight of my saturday would always be seeing sticky mom as i yeah. like to call her yeah. <laughs> It's funny because on social media, people have been saying Sticky Mom. I'm just like, yeah, Sticky Mom. <laughs> That's right. I think, I'm not sure it was you or Nelson who mm -hmm. said it. We've been using, we've been calling it that. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. <laughs> so come pandemic, all of a sudden, those markets are closed. Some markets mm -hmm. are allowed to open, but not really allowing you to prep food. So one of the things is that, you know, Sticky Mom's back there with the, the baskets and you mm -hmm. too, of course, but you all are out there with the baskets, like making the rice and making the flavors, like making it fresh for the customers and then that's no longer possible so what do you do what do you and Aaron do yeah literally every single event in 2020 was canceled and believe me from 2019 we had a calendar packed with all the events and places that we, we were going to be at and, but everything was canceled we, we were hurt for sure mm -hmm. uh, as a business uh, and I'm sure we're not the only people but we pivoted just a little bit now we are offering our product completely frozen and which is actually one of the best ways to heat up quite honestly i was really surprised mm -hmm. i think i did it in a mason jar one night and i thought okay i think i left it in the freezer by accident or something like that <laughs> we have since found a better way to, to freeze a product mm -hmm. but that was by accident and then the following day i found it in the freezer and i was like huh well it's hard as a rock mm -hmm. and let, let me try heating this up mm -hmm. and so i did and magically it, it was just as good yeah like we did we had to do a little bit of recipe adjustments and we have our freezing method and, and whatnot but yeah that's been active and we have been doing deliveries every weekend yeah I, I remember when that happened i was also very skeptical and i think you know like the first week i ordered 
yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, well, it's rice. So under certain circumstances, microwave rice works okay. Uh-huh. But I followed the instructions to a T and you're right. Like yeah. it worked perfectly. I've ordered a couple more times since then. I mean, the highlight of my weekend is when you drop by with a bag yeah, <laughs> with sticky yeah, rice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it does work really well. Currently, you just relaunched delivery, right? Because you all took mm-hmm. a break. But delivery is, correct me if I'm wrong, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? For right now, we last year we did Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. But for as of right now, we mm-hmm. have it to strictly Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so okay. we pre-order, you can pre-order uh, during the weekdays and then mm-hmm. we do our deliveries on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good to know. I know I have my favorite flavors. So some of them are classics and then some of them are specials. Like you were mentioning mm-hmm. some of the warmer like fall flavors, which I thought were really innovative. Uh-huh. What are people loving right now? What, what can't they get enough of? Yeah. So... COVID also had a huge impact in terms of our, our like what we are selling, that's mm-hmm. for sure. For as of right now, the coconut and the black sesame have always been our mm-hmm. uh, our strongest flavors. Yeah. However, there are some weeks, and this surprised me. It surprises me every single week or every time I see this is that the bourbon pecan. Mm. It makes me really excited when people order those. And <laughs> there, are, there are weeks where there are more orders for the bourbon pecan than, let's say, the coconut. Mm-hmm. That to me is a really, really good sign mm-hmm. just because you literally cannot get this anywhere else. Totally. And the fact that people are willing to try this product speaks to my happiness. <laughs> and so, awesome. and yeah, so, so there's that. And that's, I mean, that goes with how COVID has impacted our business too, because we relied so much on people tasting all the flavors mm-hmm. and you, you were there yeah so we had we had different flavors every single week mm-hmm. and i know at the end of 2019 we were testing our different toppings mm-hmm. and it's hard to present these products that people have never never really had before mm-hmm. without them being able to taste so that's yeah. one of, been one of the bigger problems for us mm-hmm. but yeah so we never really talked about what your signature crunchy topping is, but what, what is it? It's quinoa based mm-hmm. with coconut flake. Right. And it, everything is vegan, mm-hmm. naturally. And we didn't really have the intention to do it that way. Quinoa was kind of always in the back of my head just because it's nice to me mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really want to do just coconut flakes just because you, you can find those yeah. anywhere. So we did a test batch. We did a lot of test batches before we launched. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the, really the only one that everybody loved. Yeah. And I love it. And, you know, I mean, it's not like I don't eat quinoa, but I think why I love it is because in order to have like a really solid dish, you have to have not just complementary flavors and balance, but it's also the textures. So you're right. You're right. Like that coconut flake is it's fine. And it's, you know, it's a little bit of texture, but really that crunchiness on top of like a soft rice, typically warm rice and cold ice cream. And so you've got temperature, you've got flavor and you've got texture and and that's a winner to me. And so that's why I wanted to get back into it. Tell people what it is. I love it. Okay, so phase three coming up. Where do you see you guys going in the future? Like, what what do you want to do? This is a really, really tough question Mm. because I'm pretty sure, and we've been checking with the King County uh, Health Department, and I'm almost certain that they're not allowing any uh, temporary food cooking, temporary Mm -hmm. establishment permits, Mm -hmm. meaning that you can't really, you can't cook off-site out of the Mm -hmm. kitchen. That's still a no. I'm sure, which I don't understand, quite honestly. Yeah, I don't think any of us understand (laughs) the differences in like how something as silly as a category could make the difference, even though you could have like two exact 
exact things that look the same, but yeah. they're just in a different box. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think any of us understand, Tanner. <laughs> and, and they encourage us to be outside. Right. You, yes, <laughs> be outside. <laughs> right. But you can't cook outside. Right. So that's kind of on pause okay. at the very moment. As of right now, Aaron and I are both working full time. Mm-hmm. We've been back and forth about business and to really see where this is going. Yeah. Because what makes sense and what we really want to do sometimes they don't, don't match. Yeah. They don't match. Mm-hmm. So we are reassessing the calendar for this year and we're trying to see if it makes sense for us to be out mm-hmm. and if we do go out, where do we go? It comes down to time and right. just the, on the business side of it would be the cost of everything. You got to, mm-hmm. you know, apply for these permits and you have the operations costs and whatnot. And so we have, we're trying to weigh that in. Okay. All right. So let's wrap it up. So what are three places that you're loving right now in terms of food in Seattle? People always want to know where everybody else is eating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have, let's see, I have to give a shout out to Ito's. Yes. Papa's. They do Moroccan and Spanish dishes in mm-hmm. West Seattle. Yes. Their food is incredible. And they always have specials on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. So those awesome. are fun. The Shambles. The Shambles. The Shambles. <laughs> have you been? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I love Their the meat shambles. program <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> One of my friends used to bartend and that was how I discovered the place yeah and, and I went with Aaron and we were right. both blown away yeah. by the food there so those two places another place is Cafe Basilou mm-hmm. in yep. Ballard and we live in West Seattle right now Aaron will make a point to drive out oh of my goodness West Seattle to go to Ballard <laughs> right. island to another island yes to her, her pastry huh no, and, and they're great. I used to live in Ballard, so I totally get it. And I am a big fan of bakeries and pastries. So mm-hmm. I have been to, mostly French inspired. And so I'm always looking for particularly French bakeries. Yeah. Yum. I think we do have to add, give a, a shout out to a Thai place. Mm-hmm. A Thai, I think they, they, they're, they're a ghost kitchen in West Seattle. Uh-huh. And they're called Gat Pao on yep. Wheels. Yeah, so they're on Delridge. Yeah, on Delridge, mm-hmm. and they they use holy Thai basil, like real Thai basil mm-hmm. in their dishes, and you can you can taste it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, last question: Where can people find you on social media, and where are you most active to get all the information about what you all are doing? Mm-hmm. I would say Instagram. Okay. So at sticky treats sweet, mm-hmm. and with that. Our website is active as well. Mm-hmm. And so we take our orders through our website. So those would be the, the two platforms. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Tanner. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. And that's our interview with Tanner. Nelson, I've always loved their Sticky Race, but honestly, how could you not love Sticky Mom? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Sticky Mom. Right. Yeah. By the way, Monica, in the interview, Tanner gave me credit for the Sticky Mom nickname. It's all you. You're the one that came up with that. No. I got to do that as a disclaimer. No. You're the first one that called, called her Sticky Mom. I might. Well, no, but you're the first one who called her on air. So like uh, episode 41. You wow, said, that was okay. You said <laughs> you said sticky rice mom. So I I think uh, maybe I might have said it in private, but let's give you the credit. It's you, Nelson. It's all you. You started this trend and they're sticking to it. 
Okay, sounds great. I, I will ta- I'll take the credit where I can get it. Take the credit. <laughs> we love Sticky Mom. It doesn't matter who Sticky gets the Mom credit. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to her. Those those things are ridiculously good. With right. Everything. I'm so glad that they went away from the traditional mango mm-hmm. sticky rice. It's yeah. They created their own thing. Yeah. I really love their flavors. Mm, I miss them. I gotta order some. <laughs> So peach bourbon is probably the hot thing right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just makes me realize how much America loves their alcohol. Yeah. And there's (laughs) this really cool song called Peaches by Justin Bieber, too. Oh, my God. That song. (laughs) You love that song. I I tell you what, if you take a picture of the peach bourbon and put it in the Instagram story, it is okay for you to play that peaches song in the story because it's got peaches in there. Peach bourbon. Yeah. All right. That is okay with me. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. All right, Monica, let's put a bow on this show tonight. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there. And of course, happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast. 